Hey everybody, I decided to do something a little bit different today, where uh, I'm just going to do a real quick one on a subject that I've been wanting to dig into for quite a while. And uh, so I hope you enjoy it, and before things really get started, uh, I wanted to announce I actually have another sponsor, that is Cobra Combat. Uh, I was just recently contacted by one of the representatives, and they're a fairly new company, but they have lots of quality combat gear, shorts, shirts, uh, geese, all kinds of stuff. You can check out their company. You can just Google them, look up their website, cobracombat.com, I do believe. If not, uh, just Google it, you'll find it, Cobra Combat. And they're available on Facebook as well. Also, uh, if you use the Cash App, or if you don't, you're messing up. Because the Cash App is basically a banking app that allows you to uh, replace your bank, they'll send you a card, and just for signing up, you get $5 when you use this promo code that they gave me, uh, and that is VQLTJLR. Once again, that is VQLTJLR. And I'll include that in the description for this podcast as well. <clears throat> and of course, i got to talk about Anchor. So... Do you mind if we talk about Zen Buddhism for a moment? I've been really into this lately, and uh, I don't, I didn't know a whole ton going into it, but I started watching these talks uh, that were at a Hwagesan temple by this guy named Hyongak Sunim, and I believe I brought this up in the first podcast, but uh, <clears throat> there was actually a lot to that. If you just look up uh, Notes of the Disciples of Bodhidharma, who is, uh, again, somebody I've, I've mentioned and believe called my second guru in my other in my first podcast episode. Um, yeah, look up Notes of the Disciples of Bodhidharma on YouTube, and you will find an eight-part lecture series, and each of those parts is about an hour long. But he says right at the beginning that if you just listen to that, uh, that first story of Bodhidharma meeting the emperor, then that's pretty much all you really need to know about his teachings. But... He went on for eight hours anyway, <clears throat> which, as, uh, as so uh, just real quick recap, if you don't remember that story, uh, Bodhidharma was a monk, and he was from India, and he came to China. He didn't bring Buddhism to China, but he brought the Zen tradition to China, which was the meditation end of it. Uh, China up into that point in, <clears throat> excuse me, Buddhism in China up to that point was very uh, ornamental, very rules-oriented, and... Uh, you know, much like Christianity has become in a lot of ways. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> and this reminds me very much of the story of uh, Jesus and the rich man, you know, who could, who he said that had to give up all of his possessions in order to get into heaven. And uh, Bodhidharma saw the emperor, and the emperor uh, was somebody who had invested a lot of money, time, and effort into Buddhism for, and he invested in, building these uh, temples and pagodas and all these things. And he asked Bodhidharma, what, how much good karma has this bought me? Like, what, how much credit did I get for that? Because in both Buddhism and, uh, you know, Christianity, a lot of, it, pretty, pretty much every religion, I believe, there's some sort of uh, cosmic repayment for good deeds. So the emperor asked Bodhidharma, so what did all of this get me? And Bodhidharma said, nothing. You get 
nothing. And so the emperor says, okay, well, that's confusing, but what about... He's like, nope, nothing. So says, okay, so then what is the highest point of holiness? And he said, no holiness, just pure emptiness. And <clears throat> emptiness, uh, it can be described as, uh, you know, the place that words can't go. You know, emptiness is just you know, empty mind, you know. It's not having no thoughts. It's, uh, it's something completely different. It's, uh, you can have thoughts. You just don't let them rule you anymore. And that's what he was trying to get to. But then, you know, the emperor asks him, who are you? And he says, I don't know. And that's the basis of his teaching is don't know. You have to maintain that uh, don't know mind because you never know what you don't know. Anyway, so he valued emptiness over holiness, believed there was only the present. The past and future are both constructions of your mind, and all that's real is right now. So you could say that, you know, I, uh, I went out of town last week, but that is, and while that may be true, you can't really prove it. I mean, there's no really, well, it's all, it, that no longer exists. You are not there now. You are, there's only now, and there's no tomorrow either. I mean, there is, but only in an abstract sense. It only exists in your mind. <clears throat> so the mind is what creates all that is real, and uh, all that's real is the mind. And it, well, something that he says later is outside of the outside of the mind, there is no Buddha, and outside the Buddha, there is no mind. And if you're a Christian and that bothers you, you can just switch the words and say, outside of God, there is no mind, and outside of your mind, there is no God. If there is a God outside of your mind, then where is he? So, and you know, the inner switching of these words, it just goes to show another principle where he says, uh, Buddhas don't bother with definitions, but teach mind to mind. And uh, this reminded me of a quote from St. Francis when he said, Preach Jesus, if necessary, use words. So, in truth, the way that you act and the way your actions are is the true showing of your faith rather than the telling. And, uh, and... <clears throat> There's a really good story about uh, the nature of reality as far as what is truth. And uh, there was a good story where the Buddha was going to give a teaching on truth. He was going to give a talk on truth. And a bunch of people gathered around and he was sitting on a hill covered in grass. And everybody had gathered and they were waiting for him to talk. They were waiting, waiting. They thought maybe he had fallen asleep. He hadn't fallen asleep. He knew exactly what was going on, but everybody was paying attention, but a couple of them started to clear their throats. He sensed that maybe they started getting frustrated, and he went, oh, and he picked up a flower, and he just held it up. Still didn't say anything, and nobody got it, nobody got it, and then finally, one guy in the back just went, ha! And the Buddha pointed to that guy, because he got it. They had just taught mind to mind without using words as definitions. So you can imagine, you know, if uh, a bird doesn't know it's a bird, bird is just the word. Uh, bu -bu bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. I use that intentionally so that it'll stick in your head. Bird is just the word. If you just read the word bird and you've never seen a bird, you don't know what a bird really is. Based on those words, you might be able to determine that it's some sort of creature that's covered in feathers, whatever those are, that has the ability to fly through the air. But if you never see it, you would never understand the truth in full. Bird is just the word. 
Similarly, if you were to ask me now if I'm a Christian, I would have to answer uh, like Bodhidharma. Uh, I don't know. I guess if Buddhists don't like labels, maybe that would make me a Buddhist, but then I can also be a Christian and Buddhist at the same time. Um, <clears throat> and I don't want to be labeled as either, really, because it creates some sort of idea in your mind of what I am already, and I'm both and neither? I don't know, it's hard to explain. Uh, even Buddhists don't have it all figured out. There is great dissent among Buddhists between whether there is a gradual enlightenment or sudden enlightenment, much like Christians argue over, you know, whether you're saved once, uh, does it matter really what you do afterwards? Because, you know, you can't get unsaved no matter how much sin you commit. Similarly, um, Buddhists believe that, you know, you are perfect as is, even before you knew what Buddhism was or before you realized it. You were like, uh, you're like a, a poor man that actually has a billion dollars in the bank. He just didn't know he was rich. He didn't know how to get into the bank or the mind or got, you know, didn't into that consciousness level. <laughs> so, basically, Bodhidharma laid out the steps to uh, what is necessary for, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, attaining enlightenment. And it's just through meditation. And I had a my karate teacher back in the day for uh, Kirk Stewart for Warriors for Christ still around look him up if you're in Michigan Grand Rapids area and uh, somewhere else, a little further south than that anyway so he actually had said at one point uh, if prayer is asking God a question meditation is waiting for his response because you know if you, he said if I called Dan right now and said hey uh, can you bring this that and the other to practice tonight okay thanks bye Click, hang up. If you ask me, hey, uh, is Dan coming tonight? I don't know. Well, is he bringing that stuff that he was supposed to bring? Uh, no, I don't know. So meditation is just listening. It doesn't have to be attached to any sort of religion or, you know, no, without definitions or anything. Just uh, the, the, All you have to do is simply ask yourself the question, sit down, you know, in a comfortable position, on a chair, on the floor, whatever, or even standing, just whatever's the most comfortable to you, and just gaze uh, just into the empty space about six feet in front of you, just let your eyes rest, and just ask yourself the question, what am I? And then don't think about it. Before thinking arises, what as the thing that asks the question, that's your mind. And everybody has one. You know, you can't see it, you can't feel it, but... You can't, but you know you have it. When I when I ask the question, that's my mind. When you answer, that's your mind. And we understand each other through these question and answer sections, and we make these connections so that we can unite and ascend all of our minds through. <clears throat> we uh, we can give you the knowledge, but you can't without without looking into your own mind and without understanding your own nature then all of it is for nothing. So, my homework that I am giving you is to sit down today, quiet place, with no distractions, and uh, just try to ask yourself, just for ten minutes, what am I? Over and over again. And just see what comes up. And I think you'd be surprised. And that's what I mean by, when I say, mind your mind at the end of my show. I mean, be mindful of your mind. So, until next time, if you mind your mind, then your mind won't mind. So mind your mind. Mind! <laughs>